Oh, sisters, I'm excited to share this episode with you today. I had the great honor of being interviewed by Stacy Echeverria out of California with True You Ministries. She is a beautiful counselor in the Lord, a biblical counselor. She does a lot of amazing things with trauma survivors, those that are still stuck in sexual addiction and other types of mental and emotional wellness, using scripture to bring breakthrough. I will have all of her information in the show notes where you can hear her podcast, listen to her on the radio. You will be able to connect with her if you feel led to, but she is such a blessing in my life. And I am so excited to share this interview with you. God bless you. Hi family. Welcome to God's word, transforming lives. Are you wanting to learn the Bible verse by verse? one letter at a time, with real-life application, then this podcast is for you. My name is Amy, and I have been teaching the Word of God to women for over 15 years now. I came out of some trauma from my childhood, and it left me feeling so empty. And after searching high and low with everything the world had to offer, I always came up short until I learned the Word of God for myself. And it was in that that I became transformed. So if you would like to be transformed by God's word, then stick around and let's do this together. Did you know I have a free sisterhood community of women just like you? Women who love Jesus when they love one another. They too are looking for that deeper walk with Christ and they love learning his word. If you pause right now and click the link below in the show notes, it'll take you right to the Facebook group We look forward to getting to know you. And welcome to another edition of True You Ministries. How are you doing today, Stacey? I'm doing great. I'm excited for this show today. Awesome. I'm excited as well. And we have a guest today, Amy. How are you doing today, Amy? I'm great. I'm blessed. I'm excited to be here. All right. That makes three of us. All three of us are excited. Yes. And today's topic is Be the Church. What a great topic. And this is going to be another two-parter. So before we get into it, I'd like to just give you some info on Amy, give her her background. Amy Diane Ross is a grief recovery, recovery specialist and Bible counselor from New Franklin, Ohio. She has been teaching women through the Word of God for over 15 years, along with her husband. Amy is an outreach director of Be the Church Ministry, where they are involved with various outreach prog- programs. Amy has, pod- has her own podcast, God's Word Transforming Lives, where she teaches verse-by-verse Bible books. She is also the best-selling author of Be the Church, Going Beyond the Pews and Equipping the Saints Study Guide. Wow, what a bio. Welcome to the show, Amy. <laughs> Thank you. Welcome. Thanks for having me. I'm excited to be here. This will be this will be a great one for our listeners, and uh, and and Stacy. Um, before we we start, you, well, when we start, you always talk a little bit about your own personal story and and uh, some of that dealing in this subject. Can you start with that? Yes. So on my journey to faith, I had met some Christians along the way, and un- unfortunately, my experiences were not positive and they they did not it it wasn't until reflecting back and seeing what the issue was was that they were not reflecting jesus to me they did not make him 
um, someone that was approachable. They did not make him desirable. They did not make him real to me. And that created some wounding for me where I had said, if that is how Jesus is, I do not want any part of him or the faith. Mm. Uh, I understand now walking with him for 26 years that, you know, scripture can get twisted and perverted, misunderstood. Uh, people are flawed and they're imperfect. And, and I'm just grateful that in my, in my faith walk where I'm gaining more and more maturity and understanding of the Lord, that I can now separate those two, the people who are in the church, who uh, may come across as judgmental or condemning from who Jesus truly is. Mm -hmm. uh, so, and, and, and for those of you that are listening, listen, uh, the people, <clears throat> we are so flawed and we are imperfect and we will make mistakes, but it, I encourage you all to really come to know who Jesus is and develop your relationship with him and you'll have a different experience. Uh, although mine was a bit painful along the way, I could see God's hand in my life in wanting me to just stick with it and that who he truly is would be revealed to me eventually. Yeah. Yeah. That's beautiful. Amy, what's your, what's your background? What's your personal story when dealing with a be the church? So it kind of starts with, uh, when I was five years old, I remember being in my grandmother's car and we were getting ready to go somewhere and she had on a radio station and the pastor had just must've just ended a sermon because we had just gotten in the car. So I didn't hear what he was saying, but all I heard him say was, if do you want to invite Jesus into your heart? Now this is in the seventies, a lot of that kind of lingo, invite Jesus into your heart. And, and I remember just looking over at my grandma and saying, oh, grandma, I want to do that. I want to invite Jesus into my heart. And I had no idea what that meant. I knew that my grandmother was a woman of faith. I knew that I loved my grandmother very much. And she surrounded herself with the things of God and Jesus. And when I heard that pastor say that, everything in me, I mean, I'll never forget that moment. I'll never forget that day. And she prayed a prayer with me and I invited Jesus into my heart. <laughs> and I did have a longing for Jesus always from a very young child. Unfortunately, my parents were not saved, so I did not go to church. The only time I got to go was when I would stay the night with my grandmother and she would take me. And so I didn't get to be in church a lot. By the time I hit junior high, still had a longing to know this man named Jesus, to know more about him, but not the opportunity to, to go to church or learn or anybody coming alongside of me and discipling me. My aunt would come and pick us up in junior high, take us to youth group on Wednesday nights. And I remember just being excited. I wanted to be there. Um, but then high school hits, right? And now there's boys and there's parties and there's all these things that just kind of take you away. I started being abused when I was four years old, verbally, emotionally, and sexually abused. A lot of trauma in my life, a lot of trauma surrounding me, a lot of pain. And so the first opportunity of a guy that could come in and save me, that could come in and, and give me an identity, uh, I immediately grabbed a hold of that. And so that started the journey of not always having Jesus in the back of my mind, you know, mm -hmm. knowing just enough about scripture, knowing just enough about Jesus that I knew that my life was wrong. I knew I was living a life that he was not, was not pleasing to him, but I had no power to live the life that's commanded of us in the Bible because I wasn't truly born again. And that's what it comes down to. And that's been my journey. And so as I'm going through life and 
you know, I'm professing Christ. I'm doing debates in high school about Jesus and why he's the way and why we should listen to rock and roll music. And just, I always had this knowledge, but it wasn't here. It was up here and no victory. Well, by the time I'm in my early twenties, I came down with post-traumatic stress disorder very severely, uh, acute panic attacks to the point that I couldn't even leave my house anymore. I ended up with argophobia, which is the fear of the marketplace. For me, it was the fear of, I was, of dying or something traumatic happening to me if I left my house and the humiliation that would go around that. So go to the grocery store and I just suddenly pass out. Who's going to be there to help me if I pass out and have a heart attack? You know, I'm thinking I'm having a heart attack at age 20 for, you know, and so in all these irrational thoughts and fears just start plaguing my mind. And this is before Google. So I couldn't go and just search out my symptoms. Every day I had a different symptom, whether it was my body going numb, uh, slurred speech, you know, tingling in the hands and feet, heart palpitations, feeling like an elephant's on my chest. I have all these real symptoms that I feel like every day I'm dying. And I would go to the doctors and the doctors would say, nothing's wrong with you. It's just stress. And I'm like, what? No, I'm literally having, you know, heart palpitations. I'm waking up in the middle of the night. You know, my heart rate is literally like 180. I'm sleeping and yet my heart rate goes to 180. And so then I just quit going to doctors and I was just started succumbing to the fact that this is my life. And it literally um, caused me to become suicidal and depressed. Mm. But I knew what my grandma always said. She said, no matter what, Jesus is the answer. You've got to read the Bible, Amy. She always told me, you got to read the Bible. The Bible. She would get up every morning as a faithful Christian woman. And she read her Bible every morning. Every morning she'd get up before she, she'd get right out of bed, drop to her knees and pray. Then she'd go make coffee and sit with her Bible. Every night before she'd go to bed, she'd drop to her knees and pray. And so I, I saw that growing up. And so I knew Jesus was the answer, and I knew the answer was in the Word. And so mm-hmm. I started searching in every way for him to heal me. I would call prayer lines. I would go to churches and go to altar calls. I would get up and read my Bible every day. I would recite the Psalm 119, Psalm 103. Mm-hmm. I would say the word out loud. And I would do all these things. And then I try to be a really good Christian, like make sure mm-hmm. like I did something against somebody, make sure I apologize quickly, make sure I, do, you know, I just started growing in what you would call like humanism, like just trying right. to do all these self-help things. Yeah. Also take the pill. Doctor says, take the pill, do, do some uh, meditation because that's going to help with stress and anxiety, you know, take this program, do this class. And this went on for about 13 years. So I'm in my early thirties. I have my own business by this time. I am a cheerleading coach. I'm trying to do all these things in the middle of struggling profusely with post-traumatic stress disorder and panic attacks and trying to hide it to the outside world. You know, mm-hmm. so you you live in this fantasy world, this facade that you're you got it all together and you're good, but on the inside, I'm dying. I'm literally right. dying, and so right. I'm doing all the things I think I'm supposed to do. I'm going to church. I'm reading my Bible. I'm whatever programs put in front of me. Mm-hmm. And finally, one day, it really, it hit the rubber met the road. I'm barely able. My my, my body is just shutting down. I'm, I'm 33 years old. I'm having a hard time walking. I'm thinking I have MS at this point because my I'm, mm-hmm. my my muscles are giving out on me, and it was because of the medicine that they had prescribed to me for anxiety. Mm. So I'm on the back porch and my husband's working on the yard. And I remember just thinking, Lord, I just want to be out there helping my husband. And I just, I'm the healthiest sick person I've ever met because on the outside, I looked very healthy, but on the inside, I was crumbling. I was just, I I didn't even want to live here anymore in this earth. I was just so like, God, if this is my life, then take me out of it because I can't serve you. I'm not able to do anything. I feel completely broken. There seems to be no help out there for me. I've searched every area. And it was Mm -hmm. almost as if I heard this audible voice 
as I'm standing on the porch, I'll never forget it. And it was, how do you know that Jesus is the answer? And I'm mm-hmm. going to cry because this is very, it was very hard for me to go through this. Mm-hmm. And it was the enemy. And he said, yeah. you know, you were raised in America. Your grandmother was a Christian. It's all you've been told. It's Jesus, Jesus, Jesus. But how do you know that it's not Krishna or Buddha or Muhammad or new age or whatever? How do you know? There's yeah. no victory in your life. Mm. You're not, where's your victory? Where's mm. this Jesus that you have been defending and, and worshiping and talking about your whole life? Where is he? Yeah. There's no victory. Yeah. I yeah. knew. Oh, go ahead. Yeah, no, it just reminds me of the garden, right? So when Eve was in the garden and the serpent was there, you know, the enemy was there and he cast that doubt. And that's what we've been dealing with since then. Yeah. How do you know that Jesus is the answer? He is casting doubt about his deity. Yes, for sure. He's the the one true God. Exactly. There was something very deep in me that knew at that moment I knew I was in trouble. First of all, the enemy is able to talk to me that clearly. And for the first time in my life, I doubted for one second, is Jesus real? Mm -hmm. Is Christianity the truth and the way and the life? And is what I've been reading or have I been Mm -hmm. deceived? But Mm -hmm. there was something that sparked in me that that the God in me that that said that let me know. No, I know Jesus is real. I know it's the scriptures. I don't know how I know that because you're right. I have no victory. My life, I'm not living transformed. The the things I read about in the scriptures, I'm not experiencing in life. The Mm -hmm. things I read about in the scriptures, I don't see that in the church. I don't see the love and the unity and and the things that we're supposed to be. When I read scripture, it's not lining up with anything that I've experienced in Christianity. So it was right. But yeah. I knew it was Jesus. And at that moment, I walked into the house and I remember calling. I was actually the head of women's ministry at the time, which is mind blowing when you when I finish the story, head of women's ministry in leadership. And I called my assistant. I said, I am not coming back to church for a while. I need you to handle everything. I've got to go find Jesus. <laughs> I knew I had to go find him. I had to go find the Jesus of scripture and I was going to do whatever it took to find him. Yeah. And I said, I'm only going to do it for 40 days. I just need to go on this journey. I got to go find Jesus. I don't know where he's at, but I'm going to go find him. And I laid everything down. I said, Lord, I'm going to lay it all down. Every, you know, preconception that I have of, of, of the gospel, every denominational thought I might have, every man's traditions, religions, whatever. I'm going to pick up the scripture and I'm going to find you because something is wrong with my walk. Right. And within that period of time, I'm sitting on my bed and I'm reading the scriptures and I read Matthew 7, 21 through 23, you know, yeah. where he says, many are going to come to me on that day. And they're going to say, Lord, Lord, didn't I do all these things? And he says, depart from me. I never knew you. And it was as if he just pressed upon me very strongly. That's you. And I was like, whoa, hold on. Wait a minute. That's me. Yes. You come to me you're, and, and you're, you're going to say, Lord, Lord, it's me. It's Amy. Didn't ain't I the head of women's ministry? Didn't I go evangelize on the streets? Didn't I do debates in high school? Didn't I do all... I'm sorry, depart from me. I never knew you. Mm-hmm, you mm-hmm. worker of iniquity. Mm-hmm. You, you don't obey my scriptures. You've right. lived a Christian life the way you wanted to live it. Success mm-hmm. and wealth mm-hmm. and vacations mm-hmm. and, you know, mm-hmm. uh, the great American dream. And mm-hmm. you just added me to it. Right. You just added me right. to it. And I wasn't willing yeah. to accept that at that second. And I said, there's no way this doesn't make any sense. And I'm just, I'm starting to get frantic and I start flipping through the scriptures and I landed on Second um, Thessalonians chapter two, nine through 11, where he says, I said, cause this isn't possible. How's this possible? And he says in there, it says, they refuse to believe the truth 
And so I gave them over to a strong delusion. Right. But they think they're saved. Right. And that's what he did. I was having sex outside of marriage in high school and in, in, in my early 20s. I was going to bars. I was drinking. I was doing all these things. And yet I was still professing Christ. Yeah. It was, I would go and have sex with my boyfriend and then I'd come home and I would just say, oh God, forgive me. But yet I knew I was going to go and do it the very next day. Yeah. I was living a life of first Corinthians six, nine through 11, fornicating, adultery, sexual, you know, a, a drunkenness, yeah. rivalry, yeah. you know, all these yeah. things. And I yeah. had the pride of life. I wanted success and money and, and prestige and all these things that the enemy, right? Satan just lays out all the fine things, but I just wanted it in the name of Jesus. And the reason why I wanted it in the name of Jesus is because my grandmother did a really good job teaching me about a place called hell. Right. I just didn't want to go to hell, mm -hmm. but I didn't yeah. fully, I did not want to all, I did not want the Holy God of Israel. Yeah. 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 That's who's in heaven. Yeah. Yeah. So it sounds so much like what we're experiencing these days, particularly with the apostate church. And that is, you know, it's cultural Christianity, yes. which is That's really no I Christianity have. at all. It's yeah. not a true authentic yeah. uh, walk with, with the Lord. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Right. Yeah. For those just tuning in, for those just tuning into True You Ministries, today's topic mm -hmm. is Be the Church. And we're with a pastoral counselor, Stacey Echeverria, and her guest today is Amy Diane Ross, a grief recovery specialist and Bible counselor. And Stacey, when it comes to being the church, do you have some scriptures mm -hmm. you could share with us? Oh, yes. So uh, there's some really great things. Um, <clears throat> so in, in John 10, 27 through 28, my sheep listen to my voice. Yes. I recognize them. They follow me and I give them eternal life. They will absolutely never be destroyed and no one will snatch them from my hands. And, you know, in, in order for us to be able to live that out, as Amy was sharing in her own story, is that we need to know who the real, I like to call him Yeshua because of my Jewish background, um, yeah. but we, we really need to know who he truly is. And that yeah. is spending daily time with him. That is knowing, that's relationship, right? We may not be able to tangibly see him and touch him, but he's near, he is near yeah. us. And he so is. he, he, I communicate with the Lord in prayer. I communicate, mm -hmm. he communicates to me in, in nature. Uh, he wants a relationship with us yeah. and that born again experience as accepting him into our hearts, meaning he is transforming us from the inside out. Yeah. Yes. Right. That, right. that we, the more, the more we develop that relationship with him, the more mm -hmm. people will see him and not yeah. us. That's right. And that's being the church to people that is yeah. offering the true hope of this world with which is Christ the savior. Yes. You know, yeah. the world as mm -hmm. Amy and I have both experienced Todd, I'm sure you did yeah. before you came to know the Lord that the mm -hmm. world has absolutely nothing to offer except nothing. death at every turn. Yeah. yeah. Right. That's right. Absolutely. Absolutely. So, so I'm sorry Amy, we're going to say something. Yeah, just so that day after reading, going through several scriptures, which you can read more about my testimony in uh, the book, Be the Church, Going Beyond the Pews, I gave, I repented of my sins mm -hmm. and mm -hmm. I laid down on my floor and I wept for a good hour and just begged mm -hmm. God to please save me then. I don't know what that looks like. Then save me. If I'm not saved, save me. And all I know is that is the start of my journey. And mm -hmm. I have been set free from post-traumatic stress disorder, panic attacks, uh, depression, suicidal thoughts these things that were plaguing me because I now have the power and the victory over my mind and over the sin that still dwells in me because I have the Holy mm -hmm. Spirit of God now dwelling mm -hmm. in me. Yeah. It's right. no longer just a profession. 
I am mm-hmm. living out. I am now the living tabernacle, the living temple of Jesus Christ. He has come mm-hmm. and made a home in me. And it mm-hmm. talks about in Romans 12, one through two, about living that transformed life that we will be transformed, metamorphosis, going from what we talk about when we talk about the caterpillar to the butterfly. And it's the death yeah. of the caterpillar that actually forms the butterfly, the juices right. from the caterpillar. And, yeah. that, and that is exactly what happens. I died with Christ. I was rose again with him. I am a new creation in Christ. But I needed that regenerated work of the Holy Spirit. And I needed to repent and come into agreement with the fact that I am a sinner in need of a savior. And the things that I was doing were against a holy God. And I I needed a life transformation. And now my life, because of um, realizing I was following false teachers and false teachings, you know, that I was living this best life now scenario and have have all that you want in your own, you know, just, you know, give God money and go to church and do all these things. But, you know, you don't actually have to change. You don't have to actually live a separated life. That's a false gospel. And that's a lie. Yes. You know, we are, we are representing him. We are his children. We were to come out from among the world and it takes his power to do that. And so mm-hmm. when I truly became born again, I realized that I had been walking in such deception for so long that one thing I said back to God is, if I'm deceived, if I wasn't saved, who is, for one thing? Right. And right. I said, my goodness, this deception is real. I can see how the Antichrist is going to be able to deceive even the elect if possible. And yeah. I said, I've got to find you in your scriptures. And it was the scriptures that started transforming my life. When I right. learned who the Jesus of scripture was, not the Jesus on the televangelist TV, not right. the Jesus that you see behind the pulpit, it's not the Jesus that you see over here, the Jesus in the scriptures. And when I started learning who he was, it transformed my life and it still transformed mm-hmm. my life. Mm-hmm. That was almost 16 mm-hmm. years ago. Mm-hmm. And my life mm-hmm. continues to transform and I continue to grow and learn and, and become the, the, the new creation that he has created me to be going from right. glory to glory, looking more right. like him and less yeah. like me. Right. So, right. Yeah. 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 And and I think if we were all able to do that and really um, embrace the value in that, yeah. the world could be transformed. Oh, uh, but God. but I but I think, you know, so much of the world, ha- I mean, we see how the world has crept in, you know, to mm-hmm. the church, right? Yes. It's crept yeah. in. I, I love mm-hmm. this quote by Mario Murillo, you know, it's big screens, skinny jeans and fog machines. And uh, <laughs> I'm, like, I'm so True. not interested in the rock concert, no, you. Yeah. you know, no, at you. church. It, that for me, that worship does not take me, does not allow me to come into the presence with lo- the Lord. Yes. It, it takes mm-hmm. me away from that. And, and it becomes I so agree. much about the seats, in, the, the, the butts in the seats, right? Yes. yes. And, it, yes. And, it's, and it's catering to a particular demographic. And I'm not saying mm-hmm. that the young people don't need to know Jesus. Mm-hmm. They absolutely do. Sure. But there do. needs to be an authentic representation yes. of who he is. Yes. And that's what we're missing. Sorry yep. if I've offended anyone. No, it's true. <laughs> but but the truth is the truth. And no. it's not by mm-hmm. any means po- possible. It is how is the Lord leading? How is the Lord leading in that? Yeah. And yeah. It, isn't his word enough to bring people in? Yeah. I would think it is. It is. It's all I actually needed. Yeah. Yeah. It's what I actually needed. I didn't need all the the fluff. I call it fluffy Jesus, puppies and rainbows. I needed truth. And it was the truth that set me free. Right. All the other right. stuff didn't set me free. It just kept me right. in bondage and it, it, it exhausted yeah. me. Yeah. Exhausted yeah. me. And we've talked about that where, you know, people go and they're always looking for the next deliverance and the next, mm-hmm. you know, celebrity pastor and the next person mm-hmm. that's going to lay hands on them and give them their healing and the next altar call, or maybe it's going to be this conference. Maybe it'll be this church. Maybe it'll be, and they're searching and searching, but they're, but they get either, they're going to get completely exhausted and go, okay, God yeah. doesn't work, which is what kind of what happened on my porch. And I had a mm-hmm. choice to make at that moment. 
and they're going to walk away from God. So we see that, right. or right. they're going to hit rock bottom and finally look at the real Jesus, the one represented in scripture and be willing to lay their yeah. lives down for him yeah. and his truth. And that's where they'll see the transformation. Yes. It's not the next celebrity pastor, altar call, yeah. church conference yeah. that I chased that yeah. stuff for years. And it finally exhausted me to a point where I just became suicidal mm. because yeah. you feel good for a moment because they know how to use right. the right science yeah. with the music and the technology and all that. So you feel great yeah. for 24, 48 hours because you get a dopamine release. Yeah. But at the end of the day, it all comes right back and you're more frustrated than you were when you went to that conference 48 hours ago because yeah. you realize, yeah. again, it didn't work. Yeah. Right. 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 And what I when I what I've been talking to a friend of mine about is, you know, um, we're attacked uh, at every at every corner, every possibility. Right. Whether we're attacked physically, spiritually, mm -hmm. mentally, emotionally. Sure. And, you know, there's a oh, prayer for this prayer for that. And I'm not discounting yeah. prayer. We absolutely need or, you absolutely. know, the, the deliverance ministries, the healing ministries. And this mm -hmm. is what it really came down for me. If we were really the church, really the church, the authentic yeah. church and the way that it was meant to be. Yes. We would already be walking in our healing and our deliverance as if we've already gotten it. We need to accept it and embrace it and walk in it, not waiting yeah. for it to happen, but it's already available to us. We just mm -hmm. need to believe that it is and, and know that God will heal and deliver in the way that he's going to do it, not That's in right. the way that we expect him to. Yeah. That's right. That's so true. Right. So true. Boy, That's we good. just scratched good the work. surface, but the time flew by here. Um, today, today's guest, Amy, Diane Ross, will be with us for part two, so we can continue on this discussion. But before we end the show, Stacy, for somebody that's listening right now that doesn't know the Lord or has, has drifted away, what, what would you like to say to that person? Yes. Um, well, I, I love this part of Amy's story where you went away for 40 days to find the real Jesus. And for those that have either walked away or are searching, spend some time in solitude seeking him so that you can remove all of the distractions and you can get present with the Lord. And I promise you that as you earnestly seek him and search for him, he will make himself known to you where you will have absolutely no doubt that he is who he says that he is. And yeah. everything you've been struggling with, he will mm -hmm. enter into to it with you and mm -hmm. he will guide you through it and take you to the other side of it and your life will never be the same again i know that my life has not been the same since i allowed him to come into my own life and heal those broken oh, yeah. places he's That's still right. doing that redemptive work oh. he's still doing mm -hmm. that healing yes. work and yeah. there's no one there is mm -hmm. no other god all the other gods are false Yes. He is the one true God who truly loves you and wants mm -hmm. you to know who he is and wants you to be known as well. He wants you to know who you are in him Hallelujah. and he has life available to you. Yes. Yes. Thank you so much, Stacey. We know what you heard today will encourage you to take a first step for everlasting change and make sure you stay tuned for part two of True You Ministries on today's topic of Be the Church. Family, I hope you enjoyed today's episode. If it has blessed you in any way, would you give me 30 seconds and share it with a friend of yours? One more small little favor, if you would, head over to whatever podcast source you're listening to this on and give me a five-star review. That would be so great. It helps get the episodes out there to other people who may be wanting to learn God's word. Again, don't forget, guys, until next time, 
It is a crockpot faith, not a microwave. With God's word, discipleship, and patience, you too will be transformed for his good work. Grace and peace I leave with you until next time.